Welcome back to the Talk Show Podcast. My name is Olivia Thompson, TikTok user and music lover. In this episode, we are going to be looking at music discovery and the history of music discovery and, of course, how TikTok has impacted that history. Let's dive right into how we discover music. The Guardian lists five different ways that we discover music through friends, through crowds, through curators, through serendipity, and through algorithms. I think everybody is pretty familiar with all five. I don't need to go into much depth with those, but I will give a little bit of a brief overview of each. So friends, your friends like, hey, I have this artist that I really want to, you know, talk to you about. Then you're like, oh, wow, this is great. Then, of course, algorithm is like TikTok. You're scrolling through and you see, wow, this artist is really cool. Curators is like Spotify, so they have a whole bunch of curated playlists like Discover Weekly and like new artists, Serendipity, you're walking through them all and you just hear a song that you like. And lastly, discovering music through a crowd. So of course, what is popular on the music charts at the moment. And in order to understand the, you know, history of music discovery, we really have to look at the history of music. So music goes back really hundreds of thousands of years and music initially was just passed orally. So singing, there was no writing music down, writing melody down, and that really allowed the culture to stay alive. But all of that changed when Johann Gutenberg invented the printing press. And this really helped aid the distribution of sheet music around the world. And in 1877, Thomas Edison, the guy that invented the light bulb, created the phonograph, which really allowed music to be recorded and distributed in a new way. After creating an updated version 20 years later, music is now becoming more common and it is available to people of all social statuses. The record player became very popular in the early 20th century, and by 1914, 27 million records had been printed. With the emergence of radio, music is becoming more widespread, and it allows listeners to really bring music into their home instead of going out and buying something. You can get live music right into your house. In the 1950s, the Top 40 was created, and this, of course, is something that still exists today and is very common among the youth. <laughs> and Sean Panning created Napster in 1999. And of course, for those of you who don't know, that is one of the first music streaming platforms. And it was pretty controversial because it allowed users to download MP3s from other people's computers. So this was a sharing MP3 platform. Apple dominated the 2000s with the creation of iTunes and the iPod. In the next decade, the 2010s, music streaming services really took off. With streaming services like Spotify, Pandora, and SiriusXM, there was a 40% increase in music streaming revenue. At the end of the decade, there was the app called TikTok. And of course, that is my main focus of my podcast, so I'm going to talk about that a lot. The music discovery era on TikTok really began in 2019 when Lil Nas X put out Old Town Road. And this allowed people to take a closer look at the music that they were 
putting out on the app with these viral dance trends. When the COVID pandemic hit in 2020, TikTok was there and music discovery was at its peak. Artists like Tate McRae, Ty Verdez, and the Kid Leroy all became really popular on the app. In December, TikTok put out its first music report, and that just really summarized all of the artists and songs that had gone viral in that last year. 2021 started off really strong with Olivia Rodrigo, pretty sure everybody knows who she is. In 2021, there was also an emergence of older songs on the platform, such as Gimme More by Britney Spears and More Than a Woman by the Bee Gees. And this really, as I went into last episode, is thanks to this cross-generational appeal uh, from parents to youth. While 2022 has just started, well, I guess it's April, there is still so much that has yet to be discovered in terms of music. And in a Sirius XM article, Alex White, the VP of Content and Programming at Sirius XM, he goes into the future of music discovery, and he says that music streaming services are really going to try and put older music, newer music, and the user's favorite music all kind of compiled together into a singular playlist. Going into a little bit of my personal music discovery history, shall I say, I created my Spotify account in 2016, and Spotify is really unique, and something that I love about it is that it gives you a end-of-the-year report called Spotify Wrapped, where it tells you, you know, cool little things that uh, you might not have guessed about the music that you had streamed in the past year. And so in the 2020 Spotify Wrapped, I discovered that I discovered 84 new artists on the music streaming service, which just blows my mind and I still think about it today. I put out a survey to my friends and family asking them how they discover music and where they discover it. And there were a lot of commonalities with an article that I found from YouGov America. They did a poll and they found that individuals 45 and up prefer to discover music through more traditional routes of media, such as radio. And younger individuals found music through social media and Spotify. And this was really common with the results that I got in my survey. Respondents that I got that had discovered music on TikTok they discovered both emerging artists and new music from existing popular artists. Do you sing in the shower? If you aren't a good singer but still listen to music, there are many benefits. Listening to music can help manage and reduce both stress and pain. In a 2020 AARP Music and Brain Health Survey, a survey of adults found that listening to music had a small positive impact on mental well-being, depression, and anxiety. So sing your heart out in the shower. Your brain will thank you later. I am joined by a very special guest. She's amazing, Emily. <laughs> Thank you so much, Olivia. That's so sweet. So the first question that we have is, who are you and what do you do? Oh, wow. Um, my name is Emily Wallace. I am a senior communications major here at Dean College. And some things that I do around campus, oh, wow. Um, I 
um, am a community advisor, I'm a student ambassador, I was the orientation team chair, I'm a digital studios assistant here at the digital studios, I'm also the co-president of Dean News Network, and I am the music director at WGAOFM Power 88. Wow, that was, that was really nice, because that <laughs> is what I want to talk to you about. Uh, how did you become a music director at Power 88? Because as long as I've been here, you've been in that position. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I became the music director here at WGAO FM Power 88. I believe um, it was my sophomore year, so back in 2019, I was asked to be, actually it might have been the end of my freshman year, if I recall. So yeah, 2019, I was um, the assistant music director, and at the time, the uh, music director was a senior, so I really got trained up by her. Her name was Jessie Webb, and you know she taught me all about you know how to do the music and how to use Selector and AudioVolt, which is what we use in the um, station to program the music. And I learned a lot from her. And then once she graduated, I became the full-time music director. And it is pretty incredible, you know, being able to hold this position, you know, while still in college and being able to um, sort of see what it's like in a real radio station while also being in school. Um, so kind of sort of having that experience has been really, really awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a really great resume builder and I'm just so I don't know if the word jealous would be uh, appropriate but just like envious of the position that you're in. Oh thank you so much. Um, so how do you help Power 88 listeners discover new music if you have any say in that or you know Mr. Vic Michaels just <laughs> just as you know putting all that stuff in the computer. Yeah no absolutely so um being a director, we actually have a director's meeting on Tuesday, and then we meet as a full class on Thursday. Mm -hmm. um, so on Tuesday, the directors will go in and look at the top 40 hits, and we look at what songs are growing and what are sort of declining, and you know, Vic will go through with us, and then we'll pick the new songs, and, and then on Thursday, he will tell the class about what songs that you know are trending, and we'll kind of um, update the rest of the students as well about what's going um, into the computer for the week. But, you know, we have a really, really great social media presence. So being able to promote, you know, what we have going, um, you know, for that hour or what may be new in the station, um, you know, our social media does a really fantastic job in promoting that. And, by the way, um, Harry Styles is on Power 88. So oh. just saying. That's good to know. <laughs> uh, so what do you think about TikTok in general? I love TikTok. Like, I think I'm just a little too obsessed with it because I will go on TikTok um, at, like, stupid hours of the night and just watch TikTok till I fall asleep. Um, but I, I have the funniest For You page, and, like, it's so perfect for me because, you know, it's all the music I like. It's all the entertainment I like. So TikTok is really, really great because not only does it, you know, it's enjoyable, but it also kind of updates me on news and different things that are going on as well. Mm -hmm. When you think of TikTok, do you think about discovering new music on TikTok? And what do you just think about it uh, when it comes to discovering music? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually use TikTok a lot for like new, new music. Mm -hmm. As you had mentioned, Tate McRae, I have been waiting for so many of her songs that she teases on there to drop. And mm -hmm. she actually announced that her album's going to be dropping in May. 
Um, I believe it's May. And, you know, her, I don't know if you know Lauren Spencer, she also is somebody who promotes a lot of music on TikTok. Um, like Kelsey Ballerini, she's another one. She promotes her music on TikTok. So many artists do, but it's so genius because that, like, 15 to 30 seconds can go viral and suddenly, you know, you have the whole world anticipating that song and that album to come yeah. out. Oh, like Jack Harlow, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's one of the reasons why TikTok is just so great, but it's also dangerous because it's, like, 30 seconds and that's it. Yeah, And yeah. If, that doesn't, if that doesn't turn into a full song, then you're just left empty-handed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at um, First Class by Jack Harlow, everybody, everybody was anticipating that song to be, like, really, really good. And then the full mm-hmm. thing came out and people are like, hmm, it was only okay. Mm-hmm. So... You know, some people are let yeah. down when they don't live up to the hype. Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned a couple of artists yeah. that you have discovered. What is your favorite artist that you are listening to right now, and how did you discover them? Oh, my goodness. If you could pick one. Just one? Or yeah, top three, Okay. I would say. Um, top three, like, artists that I listen to, yeah. it would have to be Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift, and... Probably either Luke Combs or Jordan Davis, who is another country artist. Um, I discovered Taylor Swift back in 2007. My neighbor had handed me the Taylor Swift debut album and said, you need to listen to this, check it out. And I was like, okay. And I don't know if you know or remember when MTV used to put on music videos. Mm -hmm. Um, They had a Taylor Swift music video on there. And I'm like, I I love this song, whatever. And that's how I discovered Taylor back in 2007. I discovered Justin back in 2009. Early Beeps fan. Um, early. Oh, my goodness. I had the Bieber fever at an early age. And actually, for my 10th birthday, I got tickets to see him at the Verizon Wireless Arena in New Hampshire. And I don't know if you remember, but on that very first tour, he ended up getting sick, and he had to cancel a few shows. And, of course, Justin Bieber had to cancel this show I had tickets to. And Ticketmaster had sent, like, a like a automated voicemail to all the people with tickets. Mm-hmm. And so I pick up the phone, and it's like, hey, it's Justin Bieber. I um, just want to let you know that my concert's getting rescheduled. Oh, and I'm that's... like, guys, Justin Bieber called me. <laughs> and I went to school the next day and absolutely, like, oh, dragged that one on. Yeah. Like, guys, Justin called me. Wow. Me. No one well, else. Yeah. Just me. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't that big of a Beeps fan, so. I, I and I'm Beeps. still not Beeps. I'm uh, still not a Beeps fan. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, he's too good. I'm sorry. So that is going to be it for this episode of the Talk Show Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and see you next time. Information used in this podcast episode was provided by Sirius XM Media, the Colorado College, YouGov America, and The Guardian.